Today on More Podcast Money, we're finishing off Chapter 3, talking about selling advertising on your podcast. Who could use some more money? Maybe you didn't start your podcast looking to make money, but you hear about others who are making some cash, and hey, you'd like to join that club. Well, you're in the right place. I've been podcasting since 2005, and I can tell you what is and is not working. Our website is morepodcastmoney.com, where you can see our blog, join our newsletter, and purchase the book, More Podcast Money. I'm your host, Dave Jackson. Now, who wants to make some more money? Hey, welcome to More Podcast Money. I'm Dave Jackson from the school of podcasting.com. Got big news for you. More Podcast Money is a book that I wrote back in 2012. I'm actually giving it to you now for free. And right now, if you go to Profit From Your Podcast, that's ProfitFromYourPodcast.com, you can pre-order the new version of this book coming out July 27th. So today we're talking about selling advertising in your show. When it comes to sponsors, there are four different types of advertising campaigns. There is CPM which is really CPM is Mille. I believe it's French for thousand and you earn X amount per 1000 downloads. Then there's CPA, which is cost per action. In other words, you get paid when your audience makes a purchase. Then there's a flat rate. You get paid a specific amount per episode or per time. And then there's a hybrid. So they pay you, you know, a small amount per episode and then they give you a piece. If somebody actually buys something, And when you are selling advertising in your episodes to get new customers, you need to know what your clients are typically spending. So if you're not sure where to start, you said vamping off the script here, ask them how much do they spend to acquire a new customer? Because if you think about it, a company may advertise in many different magazines. They may advertise on the radio or on television, and they're hoping to get into your niche. And an internet marketing group study revealed that barnesandnoble.com spent $42 to sign up a new customer compared to amazon.com who spent 2760, priceline spends 3230 and beyond.com spends 2930. And this is why getting in front of your audience that is such a privilege if your audience is their key market. So depending on what you read, these prices actually may be low. But again, one of the questions you want to ask your potential advertiser is how much do you spend to acquire a new customer? Because in reality, they should know that number. And selling advertising on your show is similar to selling advertising on your site, which is what we talked about in the last episode. And you should have systems in place to track the effectiveness of their advertisement. If you sell the advertising yourself, well, the good news is you keep the money. But if you have a network help you, then you receive a percentage of the income. And you can join a network. There are a few of these. Uh, Blueberry.com, who helps you find advertisers for your show. Uh, Keep your eyes open, though, as more of these are popping up all the time. And I'm going to stop here and say podcastingresources.com has a list of these. And they are popping up quite a bit now. Meanwhile, back to 2012. However, you're splitting the money with a network. That hasn't changed, by the way. In some cases, some of these advertisers are only paying when your audience takes action. So if nobody's purchasing anything, well, then you earn, yeah, you guessed it, nothing. 
You will hear this called call to action campaigns. And some networks have deals where you get paid again, CPM or how much do you get paid per thousand downloads? And when a network provides an advertiser who uses a coupon or a special link, this is affiliate marketing. And think of this as online commission sales or CTA. So for me, call to action and affiliate, that's the same thing. And before signing up with the sponsor, what you want to do is visit the sponsor's website because in some cases you may be able to join the campaign without this advertising network and actually keep more of the commission. So many people want to try to sell advertising on their podcast like radio does. There's one problem. Podcasting is not radio. Unfortunately, many people think of podcasting as if it is radio where you might get, I don't know, 10 to $15 CPM The key difference is with radio, you have to listen at a specific time. If the radio is not on, you miss the program and the advertisement. With podcasting, that episode and advertisement, well, that'll be there tomorrow. And it will be there until the podcaster pulls it off their website. The audience can consume your content on their schedule. Now, the buzz phrase for this is it's time-shifted material. And when people find a podcast and go back and download all the old episodes, they are going to get that advertisement again and again and again. So if the people you're working with think that podcasting is the same as radio, yeah, they are horribly mistaken. Let's look at CPM. When you're selling CPM, you'll need to have a way to track your downloads and you will need to send a report to that advertiser. These can be created using screenshots of your statistics you view from your media host, whoever that might be. The nice thing about CPM or flat rate deals is the podcaster knows exactly how much they can earn based on their audience size or the payment rate. And if an ad deal is flat rate, look, the vendor can always reverse the math back to CPM and ultimately to CPA to determine the value that they're receiving. There was an article from Forbes magazine from 2006 that stated that advertisers using the Fruitcast network currently pay an average of $40 CPM or $0.04 per download, if you're trying to do the math, to put ads in one of their 230 programs in the network. James Archer, who is the founder of Fruitcast, said he cuts a monthly check to each podcaster that ranges in size from $30 to $1,000. In contrast, a 30-second primetime network television commercial has a CPM of about $20, and a minute-long Rush Hour radio spot is about $6. I was encouraged when I read that article. When I went to Fruitcast, you know, their website, they appear to be rethinking their strategy because, well, yeah, they're out of business. Bummer. If we go back to the example of a podcast at four cents per download with an audience of 500 downloads, this calculates to $20 per episode and $80 a month. A 2010 article in the New York Times stated that This Week in Tech, which at the time of this writing was one of the most popular podcasts, charges $40 CPM. The article states that This Week in Tech's ad rates are among the highest in American podcasting and are considerably higher than commercial broadcasting rates, which are typically, again, between $5 to $15 per thousand listeners. So 
let's keep it real. I had an email exchange with Todd Cochran, who runs the Blueberry Network and wrote actually the very first book on podcasting. I don't know if you know that uh, was written by Todd Cochran. And we talked about CPM and he had some great points that I want to expand on. When you approach a potential sponsor about advertising on your show, you do yourself and really the whole podcasting community a huge disservice if you inflate your numbers. You will not only have a sponsor who doesn't come back, but they may actually leave the experience saying podcasting is not a good investment for our advertising dollars. For example, after some hard work and negotiations, you strike a deal to get paid $1,000 per episode. You've told the sponsor that you have 100,000 listeners. The vendor is going to do the math and think that they're paying $10 per 1,000 downloads. The sponsor has benchmarks for the return that that campaign should be delivering. And if you lied about your listener numbers and you really only have 10,000 listeners, not 100,000 listeners per episode, then the effective CPM is really not $10, but $100. And if that vendor knows that his normal cost per acquisition of a new customer is $100, then he would expect to pick up 10 new customers per episode on average. So in that case, one new customer equals $100. 10 new customers equals $1,000. If the vendor only gets five new customers, then they feel the podcast is a bad investment because they're paying $200 per new customer. Now, how do I get that? Because a $1,000 fee, that's what they paid us, they got five new customers, is $200 per new customer. Now, let's look at that scenario again. If the podcaster had not lied, if the sponsorship was only $100 and they got five new customers, then the cost per acquisition is only 20 bucks. That's $100 divided by five. Thus, the vendor could afford to pay $400 to $500 per episode based on the performance of the show and still hit their benchmark of $100 per new customer. Now the sponsor is engaged to spend more money in the podcasting space. All right, let's look at CPA or affiliate programs. The upside of CPA is that you can start promoting products like right now, there are thousands of companies and products to promote. And if you're looking for the easiest way to make money with podcasting, it's through affiliate marketing and CPA. The downside of CPA programs is that a company may get a new customer and pay you much less than if you went through traditional channels. For example, the company 24 Hour Fitness has a, which by the way, just filed for bankruptcy, but maybe they should have paid us more. Anyway, for example, the company 24 Hour Fitness has a popular tool, The Body Bug, that tracks your calories burned. They have an affiliate program at Commission Junction. The price of this unit, as I write this, with accessories is $239. And if your audience purchases this product, you earn $11.95, which is 5%. This company paid you $12 to get a new customer. To get through to the top people at 24-Hour Fitness would take forever. And then I'd have to explain podcasting to them. Instead, I used their affiliate program and I made close to $500 selling body bugs. The key to this is the right product for the right audience can make CPA or affiliate marketing pay. In comparing affiliate marketing to the CPM model, here's basically what I found. I received a $200 affiliate check. 
If I was selling CPM at $20, I would have had to either deliver 10,000 downloads, as some of my podcasts have about 500 listeners, some much more, some much less. 10,000 downloads would have taken me about five months or $10 a show. So that is one show per week equals 500 downloads. So for a month, that's four shows. If it's weekly, times 500 is 2,000 downloads per month. So 10,000 downloads, if I'm getting 2,000 downloads a month, is five months. That's 20 episodes. And I made $200. Divide that by 20 episodes is $10 a show. The good news is I've been promoting this affiliate link for only two months, not five. I've done eight shows in two months, one a week. So that means I'm getting paid if we take the $200 divided by eight shows. That's $25 a show. This equals $50 per 1,000 downloads. If you take the $25, divide that by 500 downloads, that's how you get that, or five cents a download. This affiliate program is for a product that is roughly $15, and I earn 15%. Because it's a lower-priced item, more people are buying it. It's true that this company is paying typically $2.50 for a new customer. I'm making $50 CPM, and the company is getting a new customer insanely cheap. They're paying me $2.50 per sale. At this point, it depends on whether you're trying to make a living at podcasting or if you're just trying to pay for your hosting. But again, you can start making money right now with the right product. Now, the wrong product can leave you with an empty wallet. I originally tried, can we put up uh, some air quotes here, advertising. Uh, It was a product called Tony Little Gazelle. It was the freestyle exerciser. And I figured that we've all seen Tony's infomercials. He was the guy that would always scream, it's about technique. And he had this huge ponytail. Anyway, my audience was trying to lose weight. I promoted it for a month and never had a single sale. Had anyone purchased the unit, I would have made about $20 per sale. I never dug deep enough to uh, to figure this out, but to ship a unit to my house would have been an extra 30 bucks. And I didn't understand my audience enough. I also tried the same thing with the Total Gym product, the one with uh, Christy Brinkley and Chuck Norris. And uh, I had one sale of that, and the commission was for $75, but I promoted it for a year. So the right product with the right audience can really add up. Now let's look at flat rate advertising. This is when you just charge a flat rate per episode. And when you're starting out, you might try, I don't know, $25 an episode with a minimum of four episodes per order. Greg Fitzsimmons is an established comedian and writer who is a regular on television and radio. He launched a podcast and jokingly said, I'll have sponsors for this segment. Someone send me $10. So somebody did. And true to his word, Greg then promoted that guy on his show. And he saw the value in letting people get in front of his audience for a fee. And so he used the online auction site eBay to sell spots on his show. His description stated, Receive a short mention on Fitzdog Radio Podcast. You can promote a product or send a greeting to a friend or a loved one. All you have to do is join the bidding war and put up your highest bid on this prime audio real estate. The winner will be notified and then must come up with a short plug. Being a sentence or two, 
And once you've provided your special plug, it will be recorded by comedian Greg Fitzsimmons and aired on the next Fitz Dog Radio. The bidding started at 99 cents, and 32 bids later, the winner paid $212 for one mention on his podcast. The auction was only open for five days, and as Greg said, this was for a sentence or two, so that's $106 per sentence. Here are some other ways you can make money with your podcast. One is hitting the speaker circuit. As a podcaster, you're going to be viewed as an expert on your subject, and consequently, you may be asked to speak at different conventions, campuses, meetings, etc. And in all those cases, you get exposure. In some cases, you get paid. This speaking credential will be added to your website, which makes you look even more like an expert. You may want to Google the phrase speaker booking agents to see if you can get some help finding speaking engagements. When C.C. Chapman isn't speaking at a conference or writing a book, he is being featured in the Wall Street Journal, the Boston Globe, or appearing on CNN. Getting a job. I know of two podcasters who have landed jobs on the radio. Emily Morse was on the FM dial and later on television, and Dr. David Van Nuys, Ph.D., on the AM dial. Penny Haynes worked at the Lifetime Television Network because of her video work. I once worked at a local business college, and when I got hired, the thing that set me apart from the other trainers was my knowledge of podcasting. If we fast forward, I've been working at Libsyn for four years. Let's talk about selling a service or a product. Some people use their podcast to promote a product or service that they offer. Without making, you know, again, their podcast can't be a giant commercial. Mark Marin is a veteran comedian who's been featured on Comedy Central and who's had success on the radio. And speaking on his WTF podcast, he gives much credit to his podcast for people showing up at comedy clubs specifically to hear him. In the past, the audience was there just looking to hear any comedian. Mark's podcast, it has insightful interviews with comedians along with some short ads for sponsors. As his audience becomes more loyal, Mark will be able to charge more for his service as a comedian, which is hilarious because Mark went on to, I don't know, interview the president of the United States in his garage. Before it was ever a podcast, My Musician's Cooler podcast was a newsletter with 2,000 subscribers. However, sales of my ebook were dismal. When the newsletter was converted to a podcast, which of course included my tone of voice, my sales increased immediately. How do I promote my ebook? All I say is, I'm Dave Jackson, author of the book, Get Your Band Out of the Basement and Keep Them Out of the Asylum, which is available at musicianlibrary.com. It's an easy to remember link. I've also been asked to speak on panels about the music business because of my podcast. (music) Membership sites. One hot marketing trend now is membership sites. And fast forward eight years, it's still a hot marketing trend. This is where you provide free tips that promote a website where they can sign up for more information. Of course, that for a fee. The model is sometimes called a freemium as you provide free information to promote your premium content. I will discuss some tools how to turn WordPress into a membership site later in this book. I had previously mentioned Jason Van Orden. On episode 182 of Cliff Ravenscraft's podcast Answer Man podcast, which is now for the record known as the uh, Cliff Ravenscraft show, uh, Jason Van Orden 
spoke about the Internet Business Mastery membership site. He said, and I'm kind of paraphrasing here, in general, you're going to make between $15 to $45 per thousand downloads with advertising. He goes, I've calculated the numbers of offering a membership site along with coaching, courses, and other things we've done with the Internet Business Mastery. On average, that brings in $816 per 1,000 downloads of our show. This means that for everyone who downloads one of our MP3s, we make 81.6 cents. And that adds up pretty quickly when you have a lot of downloads. Let's talk a little donations. One way you can make money is, well, ask for it. I mean, it's worked for PBS for years. Is it annoying to the listener and viewer? Eh, I think so. I guess it depends on how much you do it. I always feel the urge to donate just to shut them up on PBS. But at any rate, I asked for donations in March of 2010 to celebrate my birthday. I urged my audience to chip in to assist me in purchasing an Amazon Kindle ebook reader. I explained how my eyesight was getting poor and they could using the Kindle, I could enlarge the text. The more I read, the more content I would bring to the podcast so the listeners would benefit from me continuing to read. So I thought, hey, the people that hadn't signed up for my membership site and hadn't really supported me in any way, they might donate a dollar or two. And of course, my ego was telling me, hey, it is your birthday. And I used a service called chipin.com, which I don't believe is still around, to show my progress. And I was shooting for $300 because that's back when Kindles were expensive. And I received $170. Please note, I'm not complaining. I love my Kindle. I bought it anyway. And because of my listeners, I could afford one. But here are some statistics from that particular, uh, what would you, I guess, an experiment. I promoted this on many of my podcasts and had approximately 9,500 downloads. When you look at all downloads and divide them by the number of people who actually donated, it turns out to be 0.24%, not 2.4, that's 0.24. So if you had a thousand people and you wanted each person to donate a dollar, you would end up with $240. Now keep in mind, this is what happened in my case. This doesn't mean that donations can't work. I mean, Adam Curry and John C. Dvorak recently celebrated their 200th episode of their No Agenda show. On the 200th show, they received a total of $2,993.49 from 14 different contributors. Then they had a special show only for those people who donated $200. How many people donated $200? Listening back, I counted 100 for a total of $20,000. This means that in two shows, they received $22,993.49. When they're asked how many people are listening, they say there's no way to accurately tell. And they basically say somewhere between 50000 to 400,000. If you use the smaller number, the 50,000 downloads, that calculates to 46 cents per listener. They have approximately 1,500 people who donate $5 a month automatically. That brings in $7,500 a month. The one thing they do without hesitation is ask for donations. They feel you can't get this information on mainstream media and they ask for support from their audience. In an interview on the Adam Carolla show, 
Adam stated that they have somewhere around 400,000 listeners and that he and John are potentially set to make $200,000 each in 2010. When it comes to donations, John and Adam do what I don't see other podcasts doing. They simply ask for it. They point out the value that people are receiving, and then blatantly, in your face, they ask their listeners for support. They also read the name of people who donate and sincerely appreciate every donation. Now, keep in mind that Adam Curry was known from MTV when he was a VJ, and John was a writer for many different magazines. He also appears regularly on This Week in Tech. And while they've built an audience, they still are focusing on creating great content and growing their audience. To accept donations, you can set up an account for free at paypal.com or Google Checkout. If you're a legitimate nonprofit and don't want to use PayPal, you can accept donations through amazon.com. And of those three, PayPal is the most likely, most widely used, and the easiest to sign up. Another tool that you can create and use for revenue is Patreon.com. Using the tool, you can have people support, better known as becoming a patron, when you publish an episode. For example, Rob Sesternino currently has 224 patrons. When he publishes, he makes $115.67 an episode. In some ways, this is similar to a membership site, but there's no pressure to produce content to keep your members happy. Instead, you only get paid when you produce content. Some content producers who publish many times per month have opted in to allow their patrons to pay them once a month for all the content they produce. Tom Merritt, who produces a daily tech show, currently has 3,525 patrons and makes $10,209 a month. You can also offer rewards with many different levels of support at patreon.com. So to summarize chapter three here, while you may never have a sponsor offer to write you a check, that doesn't mean you can't earn money with your podcast. This chapter listed many different ways that you can benefit from your podcast and benefiting from podcasting takes on many shapes and forms. Along with the money, you may receive free items to review, insights into your niche or speaking engagements. There are many ways to take the traffic from your website, combine it with the content of your podcast and build a relationship with your audience. And that relationship can lead people to action and those actions can result in you making money. One way you can make money is by selling advertising in your podcast and on your website. When dealing with sponsors, it's your responsibility to track the effectiveness of the sponsor's campaign. One of the things you may ask your potential sponsor is what they typically pay for acquiring a new customer. And if a person tries to use pricing models from the radio industry, I feel they are missing the power of your niche Podcasting offers many options that make it easier to consume than radio. If you're looking to have someone sponsor your show, then you're going to have to go looking for them. They're probably not coming to you. Please do not wait for someone to write you a check. So that's chapter three from More Podcast Money. Keep in mind that book right now is available on Amazon 
And the new version of this book is coming out July 27th. It's been rebranded to profit from your podcast. And you will see eventually where this podcast rebrands to profit from your podcast as I will continue to promote the book. Thanks so much for listening. The website is morepodcastmoney.com for this book and profit from your podcast for the other one. Take care. This is Dave Jackson from the School of Podcasting. So who found that useful? I want to thank you so much for listening today. I hope you found today's episode useful. If you're interested in starting a podcast, come visit me over at schoolofpodcasting.com. If you're not new to podcasting, well, then come buy the book, More Podcast Money, at our website, morepodcastmoney.com, or just do a search at Amazon for More Podcast Money. This is Dave Jackson from the School of Podcasting asking you, who could use some more money? <laughs>